cheek. Oh my God, I am out on the fire escape. Can you believe? It is, let me look at the, 57, 57 degrees in February. This is a day where climate change does seem particularly haunting in an enjoyable way. Wow, there's a, there's a man in a tank top across the street at the tattoo place eating pizza. That's a little intense. I'm in a light jacket. It is stunning. I'm in a perfect hungover state where it's not really like driving me to want to die, but life just kind of feels like a, a dreamlike state due to lack of sleep and intense dehydration that haunts me forever, which I'm over it. I think dehydration is now just a myth that follows me around because it's like even get your rules straight like oh like seltzer is not gonna hydrate me seltzer is water okay seltzer is water with something added to it so fuck right off whatever i will never be hydrated and i accept that about my life and myself oh my god it's not i think i might take my computer to a bar and work outside a little bit like right do whatever like it's a it's a day where you're running into everyone and i must I must keep the vibe going. <laughs> but not without an update. I mean, listen. One week out of it just like that. And heartbroken. Miss it. I was sad yesterday. I noticed. I felt it. I'll miss the updates. And thank you for tuning in. On the other side of all of that. It was a blast. I love talking about it. I love talking about television. Is truly my my great joy is to discuss TV. So on on the back of that, oh my god, these birds fly so fast from like the roof next to me, and I literally I'm like ducking, like they're not close to me, but it feels like it, and the force with which they flap is unparalleled. So after several recommendations, I of course turned on the unjust like that doc. Who do I think I am that I'm not going to watch that? I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it, but I didn't, like, immediately watch it, which, like, obviously lying to myself. And it starts with such New York energy that it actually made me a bit angry. Like, I was like, oh, these fucking random-ass documentary filmmakers capture the essence of the show in the first 0.5 seconds of this doc that the show couldn't manage to squeeze out in 10 episodes. The fuck is that? Like, jazz, we're going over the bridge, we're, you know, whatever. Like, they're, we're in the world without any work on our parts. You know what I mean? It's just like, I remain, and just like that could have been filmed in anyone's hometown. It was, you, you might as well be filming it on green screens. That being said, and I feel, I thought, I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to, like, feel bad for, like, talking shit about it. But I didn't. I didn't feel bad. It, but it was enjoyable. I think that, like, the criticism and whatever is all warranted. And I say, I've said this before, I say it with the deepest love and gratitude in my heart for the show. So, there. It proves once again that Sarah Jessica Parker is a professional 
like no other. I think that the documentary mainly focused on the fashion, which nobody had anything to say about that. And Molly blanking on her last name, I should be more professional, um, who was Pat Fields' assistant all those years. Perfect. That makes sense. That's, that's it. I think they pulled ultimately, I was talking to my friend Marissa Melter last night. It's just like you, you brought the wrong girls from the original. You know what I mean? You absolutely brought the wrong girls. And Eliza, whatever. Like, I'm just like, you're so just boring. They just got boring girls together to make the show. However, the franchise and what it is, is magic. It is pure, absolute, like, you know, like the Beatles finding each other type of magic. Why did I go Beatles? <laughs> what the fuck? Magic. And I think the documentary shows that. And, like, love the dynamics, love the tension, love the Michael Patrick King, Sarah Jessica Parker fighting over a hat. Love. Obsessed with all of it. And, like, I was really glad to say, honestly, I was kind of like, wow, I can't wait to watch this show that they're making. You know what I mean? It's like, it all looks very exciting. And I love, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, the decisions of, like, LTW not sitting down to the first thing. It's kind of like, well, yes, duh. You know what I mean? Like some of it to me felt like obvious, but it was nice to hear like the thought processes of it, of, you know, the different um, scenarios that we all maybe questioned. Um, I don't know. I don't think I gained any like insane knowledge from it, but I cried. I don't remember exactly which parts I cried at, but I was like, I'm emotional. And, like, it's just a special fucking show. And I'm so twisted and, like, in it in too deep of a way. And there's too much, um, I have too much history. But it's just, I don't know. It feels like family to me in that sense where I'm like, I fucking hate you. And could not love you anymore. Hate it. Anyway, loved it. If you haven't watched the doc absolutely go do it even I would say like if you haven't watched the show like watch the documentary it's fascinating it's fascinating and you'll feel like you're in New York saw Jackass love it it's warped my mind in a way that um I literally slapped my boyfriend in the balls today and like yelled Jackass he said I could I was like can I just like and he let me and it was horribly like I'm Here's the thing, like, I made my friend David go see it. We'll get him on the horn in a moment. I knew, like, obviously what it was going to be. And I was like, what type of nostalgia is this going to pull out for me in particular? And it was like, this is what comedy should be. (laughs) Like, this is what I want. I'm literally smiling the entire time. Like, dying left. Like, I want physical, I want only slapstick, I want, like, insane, over-the-top, like, jackass is to abfab what I want comedy to be, like, if that makes any sense, I, I'm obsessed, and they're all hot, I don't care, like, I love, uh, distinguished Johnny Knoxville getting taken out by a goddamn bull, like, I'm obsessed, 
Steve-O aging well. Like, it's just very fun. I can't recommend it highly enough. I, it's queer in some ways. Like, I feel like... <sighs> maybe it's the, the brand of male friendship. I don't know what it is. But Jackass is very homoerotic. And you'll never see more dicks than you, you know, it's very ball focused, obviously. And I, I stand by it. I had the time of my life dragged my friend, David, obviously he wanted to stay home and watch Buffy. I hadn't left the house all day, forced, forced his hand, but I'm glad. And it wasn't, and it didn't feel, I was kind of worried that they were going to like lean on nostalgia because I am very sensitive to that. Like if I feel like anyone's like trying, like honestly with him, just like that, I wanted actually more. Like I wanted a little bit, um, like the Samantha moment, the diaphragm thing. I wanted more like, remember this, which usually I do not. However, Jackass, I was worried that they were going to be like, Oh, remember in like, no, not until the end do they play, like, old clips, and then you're, like, really excited to see it. And they're not, like, leaning on that. It's entirely modern jackass. Yet, obviously, classic. And that's what I have to say about that. Fucking jackass. Like, whatever. Obviously, I was going to see it. This was something that struck me earlier in the week. The movie that fully made me to a point where it's almost humiliating. Like, I watched, like, with my family and I was, like, actually embarrassed. I was, like, this, I feel, like, completely, like, invented my cadence, potentially my laugh, like, who I am as a person. And that is, of course, Julia Roberts and My Best Friend's Wedding. As a child fag hag, literally having identical twin gay best friends I had another um tiny gay kindergarten best friend like I had several many and more than that as we got into middle school and to see my friendships depicted (laughs) on the screen the profound and then to me like I think you know Kate Berlant talks about this and Julia Roberts really did teach a large sect of us how to be women there's something about her it's accessibility matched with glamour it's like the slut shaming element of um you know mystic pizza to pretty woman like the uh, redemption it's everything it's the curly hair permed my hair in six rings or like she's it little did i know I mean, the end of my best friend's wedding, if you haven't seen it, is truly gay canon. It's everything. It's um, her gay best friend, George, showing back up after coming in and pretending to be her fiance. It's an incredible film. Um, But he comes back and there's a dance scene and it's stunning and gorgeous and you'll never feel better in your life. The alternate ending that they did not, that because of a focus group who said, we want more of the gay character... They had her meeting John Corbett. They had Rupert Everett on the phone saying, oh, I think you should dance with him. And fucking John Corbett showing up. Thank God. Thank God. Because, like, it would undermine the entire 
film. And I feel like most films go that direction these days. Like I was like, oh, if they were making this film now, even though they worked so hard. And by the way, if they made this film now, the gay character would be unbearable. It would be fucking Dan Levy being an idiot the whole time. Not, you know, (laughs) her leaving a manic voicemail over a quiet intellectual New York dinner party where everyone's wearing black turtlenecks and shit. Like it was refined and stunning this character and they would probably end it with a fucking heterosexual tension for some reason in 1990 what seven eight they fucking nailed it and i'm so glad and so terrified that it almost went the other way honestly um, but if you look, I, I saw it on Danny Pellegrino's Instagram. Am I happy about that? No, no, I'm not. Sorry. But it's on there. Both scenes back to back. You can watch. Literally filmed the hetero one. Got feedback from the focus group. Filmed the gay one. Always reshoot. Always reshoot. God. Last night... I went to, well, first of all, I have my magical clothing swap, and you know I got some weird, like, it's the pieces that I wear, like, you know, constantly. It's, they're, you know, it's not designer, it's not whatever, but it's fucking, it's always fucking weird. And I'm obsessed with these girls. Had a fantastic time. Went to my friend's art show. It's fashion week, and I feel some sort of weird, like, almost pressure. Like, people, like, are always asking me, like, Am I going to shows? Am I going to any parties? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, thank you for thinking that I am that involved. I feel like my fashion is so personal and whatever. Like, it is my world that I will function in, but not, like, what you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a fashion girl, though I am a fashion girl. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this to you, but I feel like I'm not, I never worked in fashion. I worked at a retail store for three days. I wanted to kill myself. I, it's not, it's not my world. And any party that I end up at, I know, I don't even know usually whose party it is or anything. I'm constantly, I'm literally like, um, Eddie Monsoon's cameo in Spice World where Victoria's like, do you know about Manta Rays? And she's like, oh, mattress, yes, yes, I love mattress. These are shoes. These are glasses. Like, that's literally me. Like, I love them. I love this designer. Like, I have no, like, so I don't know what party I was at. But it was my favorite brand of party, which is, of course, restaurants, after hours at Little Italy. There's no better venue of anything. What my favorite, one of my favorite parties the city has ever had was El Cortile, basement, kitchen, essentially all over the restaurant. But like to shut down one of these touristy restaurants and have parties is my favorite thing in the world. And honestly, that's probably why I feel good in this hungover state is that. So we will see what the agenda has, but I don't have any fucking plans um, fashion week wise. This is sad, but I do just want to talk about it really quick. One of my, like, (laughs) not great nightmares, but, like, 
you know, one of the possible futures for you when you are an eccentric person in New York is becoming like the neighborhood person that, you know, actually it's not my nightmare. It's obviously like a very positive future, but sometimes it seems a little daunting. I think when you're young to see, because it is staring the future in the face. So, you know, when there's like an older, usually old person in your neighborhood and you love them and they're around and they're like a character and they add life and light and fun to the neighborhood. Like there's honestly no more important work to be done. And I should be so lucky to grow old in this gorgeous town and be a person filled with stories that young people are inspired and scared of. I think we're just scared of, like, (laughs) death and growing old. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Point being, my neighborhood lost... He's not even, like, super old, so I don't know why I'm bringing age into this. But in a neighborhood where it's mostly very young people, it does sometimes stand out. So his name was Johnny. Really a fabulous man. Style-wise demeanor wise very chic very you know just really fun and cool and always around and on a day like today would be posted up outside of forget me not having a drink you know holding court saying hi you know would come in by himself have a good time always chill always you know just like stoically um just a style like he lived with style and he passed away um over the weekend last weekend and it's very sad and I just want to remember him um on this podcast as a person who really just added to my life and I will miss him so much it makes me very sad if I go over there right now that he will not be around we had one fabulous night in the middle of covid sorry i you know it was dark covid times and boho karaoke was closed he somehow got them to like half open for like five of us to go do karaoke in a room and he (laughs) randomly had like the deepest craziest voice you've ever heard he did house of the rising sun we were all kind of like whoa okay and it was it was powerful um and as fearful as I am about being an old person, because I think it is like sometimes just scary to think about like, oh, being like a senior citizen in New York, that's fucking scary. I was talking to my cleaning lady about this. She was cleaning like an old lady's house and she was like, yeah, like going down the stairs to do laundry. I mean, like my grandma's dealing with that. You can deal with that anywhere. Getting old is scary. Getting old is scary. And I don't know. I really didn't think this through, but I think you get what I mean in that it is terrifying to look at the future and should we be so lucky to be a character in a neighborhood where we've lived for a long time and have witnessed the changes and the growth and embraced the new people. And I think that's like, I was talking to my sister, I have so many 
I never thought I would have this many friends of the ages that they are, you know, young 20s, young whatever. Like, if you are going to live downtown especially, like, you better strap in and and figure out how to be friends with young people. Because otherwise, just hop uptown. What are you going to do? Like... I don't know. This is rambly. Sorry. But I just I just want to remember Johnny briefly and appreciate what said characters do for neighborhoods and for the city. And, like, I've been thinking also a lot of, like, people who, like, don't decide. Like, obviously, this is a city where you can, like, fucking Peter Pan your way. It never truly, you know, quote, unquote, grow up. And that's really beautiful. I also think, like, coming back to it just like that, like, they were just showing a part of New York that I don't find very interesting. Because I think, like, you can live like that anywhere. So, like, the people who still find fun, like, true fun, and, like, people who party in their 40s, 50s, like, fun... Like, that is important. That is important. Whatever. This was a weird rant. Well, as we move past, and just like that recap territory here at Chic NYCHQ, we're going to, you know, experiment with format. Figure out, you know, is this just me rambling for 30 minutes? Yeah, a bit of that, a bit of that. But we're also, as I mentioned, going to get some friends on the horn, check in, probably often with my friend David Odyssey, whose podcast is also incredible, The Luminaries with David Odyssey, available wherever you get your podcasts. And, um, you know, originally I called him to talk about Pam and Tommy, but, you know, we talked about just about everything uh, but that. So enjoy this little bite as... uh, you know, a true culture, a finger on the pulse. You know, and he'll deny that, but but it, he is. Oh, hey, yeah, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? I am just like, I am so broke that I have to take action today. So I'm just yes. like, okay, what is the initiative going to be? What yes. are we going to do? I completely feel you. I am stretching. The worrying thing for me is that this time I'm not even panicked. I'm like just still kind of like living. Like I'm, it's not even scaring me anymore, which is deeply worrying. But also like, no, I I know what you mean. It's like, I'm not going to die because in my twenties it was like, well, what if I truly just like become dust? uh, Absolutely. Like, a pillar of ashes on the street. Now it's exactly. like, I'm not going to die, but the Verizon bill does have to be handled today. So sure, sure, we sure, have sure. to find a solution. And we will. And we will. And we absolutely will. Yes. And last night, Motel 23 was really healing for me. Good. Uh, yeah. It was like very lame, but in a good way, because I'm 31 and I'm lame. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, it's like the what way it was you not senior cool. citizen yourself is <laughs> I know, but it was like all the hits from 2012, which for me I was like Which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, I am 
going to be left behind by you know what I mean? Like they are gonna wheel me into the home soon. When that's fine. I'll be there as well. Yes. I mean, well, the the amount of 23-year-olds that I was with last night is alarming. Go off. Absolutely alarming. And yeah, it was full rave music, but no one's on like the right drugs for it, kind Ooh. of. Like everyone was like, wow, wow, wow. It was cute. It was very fun. But I was like, ay, ay, ay. This is intense that's the thing for me is like i want to be game for more rave techno darling but the issue is that yeah like the circumstances it's always something as ruth fisher says if it's not one thing it's another it's not the thing right it's always and last night i was like these people are dumb i'm in chelsea they're only playing like Rihanna from 2011 during her David Guetta period. This is like not which the is, future. Which but is fun. I though. needed it. You know, you yes. need it once in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I applaud you going out there and taking risks with. Um, oh my God. With, well, with you know, you know, I have to. I can't not. Thank I, God. We have to. If you if you think it's it's not a rave, it's a happening. It's it's all about perspective. <laughs> it's all about perspective. <laughs> also, let me just say. I went to, uh, you know, speaking of culture report, I went to uh-huh. the Angelica last night for the worst person in the world, which and is this new Norwegian movie. The yes. theater was packed. Like, there was not a seat in the theater, which to me, like, to go to the Angelica theater and, and have it be it's full. It's really, I was like, okay, so New York is back. Yes. Uh, that is yeah. amazing news. Wait, did it open last night? I guess. I, I okay. think it, it probably did. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it is. I thought of you in every single scene. Yes. Oh, my God. It's like about a 31-year-old woman who, like, can't decide what she wants. (laughs) Oh, wow. Somehow relatable. And we don't know why. Why? Something there. Something about that. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah, it was great. Cannot wait. Yeah. And oh it's a God. movie where they're like, what if every male actor is hot? Like, you know, the Issa Rae thing. Of I like, love what that. if every actor is gorgeous. You're building a world. Why exactly. don't you make it hot people? Exactly. Which was yes. my one complaint with girls. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. But like the girls was fucked up because then like we then thought they were hot. You That's know what I mean? The like other really does, dark side. <laughs> which yeah, which is not the impact you want to have on the world. So you if don't you're a girl to... who found Desi hot, like you need to Hit Ray. I Ugh. I remember being like, I think I could find the circumstances under which I would fuck Ray, and it's devastating. Yeah. Which is like that is art, and Lena Dunham should be applauded for that. As she, she can should. make you feel as bad. she should. Well, like now watching it, I'm as we've talked about, I like literally i'm like i want to move to brooklyn in 2014 again like it's like what is this magical place it's so horrifying well you and i had a moment this summer when we were at a party off the jefferson stop and you were like i haven't been here in a while (laughs) you were like whoa (laughs) the jefferson stop is like like a movie set like it's almost like it's almost Harry Potter like to me where you like get off the train and all of a sudden you're in like this weird, like, okay, we're in London, but it's like right. not, or right. so, you know what I mean? It's so bizarre. And last night I was at the boiler room 
which is a gay bar in the East Village. And I walked in there and I said, you know, I haven't been here since Barack Obama. Where is first that term? Not Boiler even second room. term. You know, speaking of that girls era, that is East. That's like East Fourth and Second Avenue. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Wow, I have yes, not. Yes. You know, those spots, I guess, are having a comeback. And even I was out in Chelsea last night. I was like. What I know. What year is it? Well, the first night I went to Motel Twenty Three when Zach Teague was over there, I was at a birthday party at Freehold, <laughs> and somehow, like Zach, also on Twenty Third Street. I was like, "What's happening?" Freehold. However, <laughs> disgusting. However, no, but Freehold. I haven't been there since twenty fifteen. Exactly. I had neither, and there's a reason why. <laughs> and but as the, things are creeping up. Things yeah. are creeping up, uptown, and I don't know. Every inch of it is gold, so we got we got to take advantage. We got. I I'm excited for the return of the the consistent venue. Like I like yeah. the idea of like Thursday night is at this club, Friday night is at I this like club, that as well. Rather I than like having well. to like run around and chase leads. Totally, totally. I agree. And that is a good deed that Motel 23 is doing. Yeah, it is. And I have, you know, even $3 bill is doing a good deed in that way. That's true. That's true. I know. I've not made it there on a Friday yet, but I truly must. Uh. (laughs) Because Thursday's Friday now for me. It's very confusing. Also, I I want to say something to the people listening. Uh-huh. Uh, harder is that three dollar bill tonight, and just so people remember, Melissa Rich and I were running that party in twenty years okay. ago. Years ago, so dare I say eighteen? <laughs> dare I say twenty eighteen? Yeah, actually, you're right. Um, so you know, as they yeah. lower me into the earth, I just want, I just <laughs> want it to stay. Put it on my grave. <laughs> me and Melissa were running harder in twenty eighteen. <laughs> Because we recently had someone ask us if we've heard of it. And I was like, yeah, yes, that was actually an attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How'd they forget? Clueless friends are clueless friends. Yeah, truly. Well, the reason I have you on the horn is, of course, your podcast that comes out today as we um, merge worlds once again. Yes. Pammy Anderson. What a joy to get into it 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 was was really great it was perfect having you on for that perfect timing it was gorgeous wait so you haven't watched the fourth episode of pam and tommy yet i am not i have not started pam and tommy isn't that crazy what oh my god i thought you haven't watched fourth oh no that's totally fine how is it well it's weird it's a bit dark it's i don't know it's like not as camp as I want it, obviously. They never go. The prosthetics, wow. Okay, that's I, good to hear. Yes, the prosthetic tits. I wish she was wearing them in every scene. You can, like, kind of tell when she's not, and it's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> However, I'm excited for you to see it, and and I'll wait to discuss You know what happened you. for me, Melissa? This is what happened. Hmm. This week... Um, What's her name? Jessica Chastain got nominated for the um, Tammy Faye yes. movie. And then they announced that Betty Gilpin, who I love, is mm-hmm. going to play Anna Nicole. 
And I think I'm experiencing, like, a little bit of burnout of these sorts of, like, this is the new American biopic. It's like a scandalous, misunderstood woman from the 90s. And, like, something just snapped in me a little bit. Like, I I think it's, like, the I, Tanya industrial complex a little bit. Yes. Well, that's Um, what they always do to us. It's like, okay, we respond well to one thing. And then it's like, okay, ruin the entire concept (laughs) with fucking the bad capitalists, whatever like it's yeah i that completely makes sense and, and yeah i know i'll like it and i i want to watch it i was just like can fun. i handle this right now i get it and that's fair and do it at your leisure and like it's equally like kind of brutal to watch yeah that's the other you know thing. what i mean like i kind of thought it was going to be this very fun ride for me and it is in some parts um, but it's also, we're watching, like, crimes. Well, God, I'm out on the fire escape. It's fucking mayhem. I know, but I think that's what the people listen for. You know, they want that, uh, You're right. that verite experience. You know, sure. for me, we talked about this on my episode of my podcast, The Luminaries with David Odyssey, which I have to David Odyssey. to listen to. Uh-huh. But when we were talking about Pam's astrology, we talked about, the Woodstock 99 documentary and we talked about the end of the 90s and about how you know the 90s have this beautiful sheen of nostalgia some of it deserved but there's also so much like you know you could feel the 9-11 Limp Bizkit oh my god it's coming yes. thing coming and it's like it's really upsetting and Pam you know? being a huge part of that because yes. like yeah it's all fun and games and big giant tits until like you're not in control anymore like exactly. that's it like it's really devastating to watch this woman who is like in control of her sexuality having a good time like you know i will watch them take ecstasy and get married in mexico a million times like Fuck i'm yeah. obsessed i literally was watching it like smiling tears in my eyes love it and then like all of a sudden it's just like i forgot what was coming like yeah. i don't know it's real and like he's such a piece of shit but it's like Right. It's really, yeah, it, you're watching the end of the era and the birth of the internet in the craziest, in Lily James wearing prosthetic <laughs> big tits. It's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Yeah. I mean, but I'm excited to hear what you think. I, I'm excited to watch it. Honestly, I have to tell you, my emotional state recently, all I've been able to do is rewatch My Brilliant Friend. So that's oh kind my of where God. I am. Um, fair, fair, fair. But fair. actually, speaking of the end of the 90s, Melissa did take me to see Jackass 3D. Uh, you know, Melissa we got us feta fries, spanakopita, mm-hmm. and uh, a lamb. And a souvlaki. Yep. Uh, a souvlaki. And we, that was actually a very healing experience. I'm so glad because I really felt that I dragged you in a state where I was like, am I pushing? Am I pushing? No, but I I want to see Jackass. It really was. And like, I want to know what you thought about it. But like, I felt like the, the experience of seeing like men just like, grabbing each other and like fucking around after the pandemic it's like oh wow this is like this is like healthy masculinity it felt healing that's so funny that i literally was just talking about this it feels homoerotic in an amazing way like innocent homoerotic fun hot like literally how i want comedy to be i want 
yes. all comedy to be jackass. I slapped Frank in the balls this morning and <laughs> yelled jackass. Like I literally, I am, it has warped me in the right way. The demon, the demon has a new. It is absolutely, I've been infiltrated by the demon. Everything is jackass to me now. Amazing out my contact with my nails, jackass, like all of it. Like I'm, it stayed with me in amazing. Your way. contacts are one of the the you know most interesting uh, artifacts. You know. They oh really, my god! I always forget about them. You always. Everyone does. Everyone forgets. I. I. Yeah. I'm fully every day putting in and taking out. There is no one to it who should have LASIK more than more than I. Uh, you I, really have it coming. I like truly must, but. <laughs> I, the funny thing is, I don't even consider it. I think I would get fake tits before I would get LASIK. <laughs> like, if I'm paying for something, maybe they would pay for it. Maybe my insurance would be for it. But regardless, if I had to choose a surgery, I'd be like, yeah, give me tits. I'll keep, I'll keep this fiasco The studio going. can pay for LASIK. You'll pay for the tits. Exactly. Yeah. I'm only paying for one. So, <laughs> figure it out. My but yeah, Jackass was very, like... I don't know. It was just like, look, bodies in contact, like, uh-huh. let's touch, let's fuck around. Yes, yes. That's so funny. I didn't even yeah. think of it that way. But that's probably also why it's so fun, because the boundaries are gone. And, like, that's what I mean when I'm like, I don't want to watch your show about COVID. Like, I want to completely forget that it ever existed and right. will exist forever. Like, don't tell me about it. Right. Exactly. That being said, when we watch it just like that in 20 years... And they're like, oh, my God, look at them talking about COVID. Carrie with her, like, her sparkly gloves. Exactly. (laughs) Like, it will be, like, a time capsule of some sort. But I don't want to know. You know, I don't want to know. I don't want to know (laughs) who. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's fucking summer, out. What are you doing? Yeah, it it is actually really that's another good thing. Like, okay, uh, there is hope. for two days. It's going to yeah. be fucking warm. We're a pro- but we're approaching Pisces season, which is the end of the winter. Like the end is near. Yes. Um, even though March in New York is such a pain in the ass, like you, there such is a fucking fake out. You know. Yeah. Which is so, great, yeah. but it's making everyone lose their complete minds. There's a guy walking around in tank top a second ago. Like, I, everyone <laughs> is absolutely losing it. It's in a fabulous way. Yeah, the the demons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the demons are out. That is true. With the warm weather comes the demons right into the light of day. Yeah, they've been everyone waiting. watch out. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Um I am I'm pretty open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As what am about I? you, babe? As am I. Okay. okay. We shall see. Yes. Well, this has been a check-in for the ages. I am so honored to drop in and, you know, I'm here. Just say when. Um, And just like that, I'll be there. And just like that. Oh, (laughs) God. Couldn't love you more. Love you, babe. Mwah. Mwah. Chic. I'm also back on class pass, motherfuckers. Carolina and I went to a humiliating Miami-themed workout. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. 305 Fitness in fucking Murray Hill. Oof. If anyone I know sees me in that class, I will just end it all. Embarrassing. There's a DJ... It's fun. 
It is, as I always say, the more embarrassing the workout, the better it is. I'm going today, boldly, in a hungover state, to AquaCycle, which, you know, is it a real workout? I'm, most, I'm splashing around, you know? It's like, sure, we're on a bike, but are we? It's not a real class. It is. But it's uh, it's not very hard. But I'm trying. I got to do something. Oh, my God. You know, you just, like, see your ass. I feel like my ass has just flattened, like, just from sitting. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you want from me? That's what I feel my butt saying to me. What, it, like, what have we done? What have you done to me? And that's fair. So I'm just trying. I'm trying to get back in the habit, you know? It's like, at this point, the way New York has changed for me post-pandemic, and maybe, I don't know, now living over here, I'm like barely on the train. I went to, <laughs> I twice. I literally, to be honest, like few people are more boring to me than Casey Musgraves. I find her obvious go girl give us nothing to a whole new level and I don't know sure I like listen to like not by choice like but I've heard a lot of it and like you know whatever so a friend invited me I thought I was gonna be out of town and I was like let's solve that you know then I did not go out of town another friend invites me and I'm like well who the fuck wants me at Casey Musgraves you know what I mean I was like fine like knock twice I'll answer so you know it's like an hour before the show when my friend texted me I take a fast shower decide oh okay going just to you know two stops away or whatever more than that five maybe let me get on the train let me face the city and wouldn't you know I'm stopped for 20 minutes underground this is what happens when you try to save money. This is exactly what happens when you try to be financially responsible. I'll never do it again. Yes. Lady pulls up with a speaker on wheels, suitcase style, dancing in the triangle. Go off. Yes. Um, so I'm the, late, extremely late, because of public transportation. So... The concert was fun. I took ecstasy. Had to. Could not see this woman um, sober in any sense. Had a blast with my friend Drew. We're leaving. I'm like praying to the lift gods to get us to Williamsburg for our friend's birthday. Cancels. Cancels as he's arriving. Drew's like, we're getting on the train. I was like, god damn it. However, in this instance, it was the move. To be out fucked up on public transit 11 12 o'clock fun 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 i had not been to union square in a long time you know there's someone playing fucking salsa and shit it was fun but my bopping around days i think are behind me i like my days are around here 
I don't have, I think, what is my point of this? Oh, going to a, setting up a time to go somewhere for me is absurd right now. To be like, yeah, I'm going to be at this place at this time. Can't do it. Acting class, can't do it. I don't know what's going on with me right now, but it's just like, I can't, that's, everything has changed and my days are, I am here. And I love it. And I think I'm getting a lot more writing done with this uh, absolute freedom that I feel. I should, I should get out of this uh, neighborhood more. Before we go, I just want to reiterate how absolutely obsessed I am with everyone who came to the end, just like that viewing party. Wow. Time of my life. Absolutely trashed every one of us. When you get a, a drink discount, it's somehow more responsible to buy 11 cocktails. You know, I don't, I don't do the math. I don't make math just how it works. And everyone showed up amazingly. Just got the pictures back. Mike Brick NYC. Thank you so much. Also, literally, if you wanted to DM me, if you were there, I have a ton of photos of everyone. And unfortunately, I don't yet know your name. So DM me on Instagram. I will send you all of the very high res, high quality photos. Let me know. And that's all I have for you, babes. I've had the time of my life. Um, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Be good. Be safe. And um, I'll talk to you next week, babes. Mwah. Love you.